Hey guys, what's up? It's Denise Salcedo with Instinct Culture, and with me right now is none other than Jeff Cobb. Jeff, thank you so much for being here today. Thank you for having me on. It's very enthusiastic. Welcome. <laughs> we literally just drove in traffic for about an hour and 20 minutes, so I know that we feel like a little like, but I was like, okay, let's get it up. Let's get the energy going. We're awesome. No, but firstly, uh, Jeff, I want to thank you so much for taking this interview because I told you earlier, I was bugging you for this interview and I was like, oh my God, I hope he doesn't think I'm annoying now. No, not at all. Not at all. I, I always, uh, you're actually one of the nicer people to ask me for interviews. Oh, really? Yeah. Usually if, if you're mean or a jerk or anything like that, I just don't reply. Well, there you go. Be nice to people and it goes a long way, right? Exactly. So first of all, okay, I got to tell you, 2018, you had a whirlwind of a year. I don't even know how to... Ring of Honor TV champion, PWG champion, 2018 Battle of Los Angeles winner. Tell me, first of all, how does that feel knowing that you immaculated all of those things in like such a short amount of time? It feels great. Um, unfortunately, now I feel like it's all downhill from here. Yeah. So, like, once you reach the top, it's nowhere to go but back down the hill. Um, but, no, it's it's a great feeling. Uh, was not expecting all this, but it's it's very uh, it's very overwhelming at first. Um, finding out I was going to win the Bola. Well, Bola was the first one. I was like, oh, my gosh, Bola. And then the, the Ring of Honor Television Championship and then the PWG World Heavyweight Championship and holy Jesus. How do you react to that when they tell you, like, hey, you're going to be the guy that we're going for for this? Like, how do you react? Oh, a lot of my, a lot of my reactions were, are you sure? <laughs> Me? Yeah. I was like, okay, I guess so. But um, I guess they see something. I mean, I'm, I guess we're all our own worst critics, if you will. So, And I'm sure, like, you're, you're your harshest critic, and yes. I'm my harshest critic. So when they say, hey, we're going to give you this and I'm spinning over here oh my gosh but uh yeah if they're gonna if they're yeah if I feel if they're gonna give me this uh this ball and run with it then you know I guess I'll just do my bestest and hopefully uh they don't regret their decision later on no, I mean, I got to tell you, they say, like, you're totally on point with we are our worst, harshest critics, you know. I can definitely agree with you on that. But then it's almost like you have to step back and think to yourself, there is a reason why they want me. There is a reason why they're picking me to be the guy. So now, I guess, how do you, I know you said it's somewhat of, um, you know, all downhill from here, but I don't see it that way. So tell me a little bit about what are your hopes are for 2019. <laughs> this chair is <laughs> <laughs> it's just throughout the interview, like, uh, um, well, 2019, um, I would love to, uh, go back to Japan more, more often. Um, short term goals is definitely to wrestle at the garden, um, on, uh, the most wonderful weekend of professional wrestling. And, um, and then go from there, like, hopefully, you know, the G1, uh, I would love to be in that. I hear it's very grueling, very tiring, but, it's funny because that was actually going to be one of my questions later on oh, okay. was about the G1. I was like, I wanted to know if you wanted to be a part of it and how the sort of way that you would prepare for that. I don't know. Or, so we're just going to skip through that? I don't want to. It's okay. No, don't worry about it. I'll, I'll, don't worry. I'll, keep, I'll, find, I'll find my way back. Right, keep rolling. Keep rolling. Uh, yo, yeah, that'll be, that's definitely one of my goals. And I'm holding this table for. <laughs> Do you want to uh, take a moment? No, no, no. It's totally, totally fine. Totally I know. Fine. Keep it. Keep it. Don't. Okay. This. All right. No way. We're not erasing this. No. The chairs are spinning, everybody. Too much oil on this bad boy. 
Uh, but no, yeah, like the G1, it's such a, it's such an honor to be a part of. And if I had the opportunity, I would definitely say yes. Duh. Why, why would I say no? Um, but then, yeah, the, I mean, this, it's just crazy matches consecutive days in a row. And it's just, it's a hard tournament, but I feel it's probably one of the, the hardest tournaments in the world with the exception of Bola. But other than that, yeah, I mean, Bola is only two, three days and it's like five matches. But yeah, G1, it's like 30 hard matches. Or something like I don't know. It's a lot. It's going to be continuing. So I'm going to go ahead and jump backwards a little bit. Let's go back to Ring of Honor because, you know, Ring of Honor right now has signed so many incredible names. You know, they just added Rush, they just added Bandito, they've just added quite a few great people. So I want to know for you, you know, you've been with Ring of Honor, you know, I want to know for you, what makes Ring of Honor stand out from every other company? Well, first and foremost, um, I believe it's pronounced Roosh. Yes, you are right. right? Should I say Rush? Should I say Roosh? What should I say? So I, I learned this firsthand. So I've been, I was like, oh, man, I got to wrestle Rush. I got to wrestle Rush. And then someone was like, it's Roosh. I was like, oh, whoa, my bad. I apologize. <laughs> like, I don't want anybody to call him. Like, well, all, the Sp all my Spanish buddies, like, uh, like Bandito, they always call me Yefreño. Because I don't know if you can't say, they can't say J's. Is that a thing? Wait, okay, say, so what do they call you again? Yefreño. Yefreño. Oh, okay. So, I don't know, like, they don't say, yeah, they say, like, jalapeno, not jalapeno, so. Okay. Or n jelly, not yelly. They say yelly. Yeah, because there's no J's in the Spanish language, is there? I should know that. <laughs> I really should know that so bad. I'm just, I'm the, I'm the chafa Mexican, there you go. Send your anger mails to this address below. Um, no, but uh, what was it? Oh, the sorry. I just I totally went a different route on the uh, I brain farted work. So I guess my question to you is, what makes Ring of Honor special to you, especially as someone that you know decided to go with them as one of you know the people for your career? Oh well, so um, I've been following Ring of Honor for a while. Um, they've always have like if you look at like the best wrestlers in the world, like in WWE or New Japan or whatnot, they've all gone through Ring of Honor. So it feels like it's a great place to be, and I'm happy that I'm there right now. And, and with the, uh, the loss that we took, the amount of guys that left, I think it opens up a, a good platform, a good opportunity for people who haven't had that national exposure. I, I'm a prime example, like myself. So... I, I'm very happy and very excited for what the future holds. Exactly. You know, I feel like, you know, everybody is always ready for the next thing, the next thing, what's happening, what's happening. And that's everything somebody that's been talking about is all elite wrestling. And, you know, obviously sh guys are being shifted around. Um, what are your thoughts on that? I'm, I like it. Uh, I, I like, I'm all for anywhere where wrestlers can go and work and make a living. Um, I, I want to say like maybe... I started training in 2009, so I want to say around that time there was like maybe a handful of places that you could make a living off of, and then when I moved to California in 2013, there was still only a handful of places like WWE, Ring of Honor, and I think maybe even Impact, but now, like now you don't have to go overseas to make a living, you can actually do it in your hometown, or I mean your backyard, I guess, if you will, so I'm, I'm all for it, um, you know, just... The I think competition is good because sometimes 
I mean, I feel as myself too. I, I mean, we all get complacent sometimes and just kind of like you fall in a groove, but like if there's somebody else like chomping at your heels, then got to step your game up. Exactly. You got to keep going. Now, I want to ask you, you know, like you said, it's something that now you don't have to be, you know, you wrestling in the Indies for such a long time and making just a little bit of money and then hoping that one day you get to WWE. Now there's obviously more options and including one of those is obviously Ring of Honor and they've been doing so much with their talent. Who are some of the guys that you still hope to work with in Ring of Honor? Uh, well, you always go with the the safe answer, and it's not really a safe answer per se. It's the it's a correct answer. It's Jay Lethal. Uh, he is the heavyweight champion. He's the Ring of Honor World Heavyweight Champion. He's he's a gatekeeper. He's a franchise. He's everything that uh, what Ring of Honor stands for, and he is the best in Ring of Honor right now. And and that's definitely I want to see where I'm at against him. And hey, if I win that belt, I win that belt. Now, one of the things I've been noticing all day on your, well, not all day, but in our whole car drive, I was like, this sweater, this sweater is like awesome. Oh, like all day. <laughs> this sweater here with the New Japan insignia is absolutely cool. So, you know, obviously, thanks thanks to the relationship with Ring of Honor and New Japan, your, 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 your opportunities have expanded. They have grown. You have been able to do so much with New Japan. And then speaking of one of those things that you were able to do was in San Francisco, you were able to have a marquee match against Hiroki Goto. How did that feel for you? Well, um, you know, some people complain like there's so many multi-man matches or tag matches on New Japan shows. Like, like stop complaining. Because, like, when they do it, they do it for a reason. Like, a lot of the guys in the multi-man matches are feuding with each other, so they want to get them together. Um, and it's, when you, when there is a, a singles, like a one-on-one -on -one match, it does mean a lot. And I was very fortunate and really honored to to have one of those one-on-one -on -one matches on one of their biggest shows of the year so yeah it was it was awesome and it was in my backyard if you will because um i was the the all pro wrestling heavyweight champion at the time so and it's based out of the bay area so there was a loud apw chant which was really cool they didn't bring a tear to my eye i'm not crying you're crying <laughs> you're like that's for me yeah. so like that was that was really cool uh and just to be on that card was great, and it was great for travel because I only had to fly 45 minutes. Not too bad, right? Definitely nothing compared to having to fly to Japan. Oh gosh, no. I don't. I don't. I'm not complaining. New Japan. Don't. 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 Put, don't hold that against me. So now, also, as I mentioned earlier, not only are you the ROH TV champ, but you're also the PWEG champion. Now, being from Los Angeles, you know, this is where PWGs, this is, this is the home to PWG, you know, been going for years. And so, you know, it's very, very loved here. Like, you never hear a bad word about PWG. And because of the matches that they put, the quality of the shows, it's absolutely incredible. So now I got to ask you, did you, do you, as champion, feel any pressure knowing the people that have held this belt and the type of matches that you're expected to put on each and every single night that you wrestle there oh definitely uh i mean if you look at a the, the past list of who's who on the pwg world heavyweight champions there it's it's a crazy it's eventually going to be a hall of fame list um just some of the guys in there are just amazing and to have to be to have that on your on your shoulders, like, whoo, it's rough. Especially um, in PWG because, 
usually your match, uh, you're the last match with the heavyweight championship. So you have to follow six crazy undercard matches. It's it's, it's just nerve-wracking. So you stop booing me, guys. Just be happy. It's crazy because obviously every guy that goes into the matches, whether they're the first match, the fourth match, whatever, they're all going to go out there and they're all going to do everything in their arsenal, you know, to to put on a good show. So it is hard to be the one in the main event and sort of, you know, have to top that, you know. But that's sort of the, I guess you can say the charm to it. Oh, yeah, definitely. I mean, I think it makes you a better performer, too, because... now you're looking at the last match, you're like, holy cow. And you're like, well, I got to put my work boots on. Exactly. Especially when you're wrestling at midnight. That's oh. true. It, it, it does get very tiring, but those matches wake you up, that's oh, for definitely. sure. Yeah, definitely. And, you know, like um, you, you mentioned, um, like nobody says a bad thing about PWG. It was weird when you think about it because... Were you, have you been to the Reseda shows? I have. Actually, I started going when they were at the Community Jewish Center. Oh. That was some hot days. That was, that was a, a while ago. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, so I started uh, coming around at PWG when we were at the Reseda, the American Legion Post. And man, whoo, that sucker's hot, man. Like, so, like, if I'm sweating and I only did one match, imagine the people that are watching that are drunk off their asses dehydrated as heck and they're just watching this wrestling match go on and i don't even know how many people they stuffed into there and then it's got to be a fire hazard (laughs) but yeah just and then they're they're just so rowdy and into it the whole night it's 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 nothing like it like you can i can explain i can sit here well you've been there i can sit here and explain it to you guys who hasn't been there who's only ordered dvds and stuff and it's not it doesn't do it justice it's you have to be there well now it's a little bit nicer because more, more, more space and air conditioning. Thank you. But and not only that, those were also the days where like some of the fans got there a few hours before, you know, to even get tickets and then to get their favorite seat. Oh, they do that now still. Like we, we usually leave around. I mean, gosh, I don't want people to stalk us, but we usually leave around three o'clock and we we get there about three thirty, three forty ish. Twelve hour day. Yeah. Um, and there's people there, like there's lined up outside. I, I don't even know what street that's on. The it's nice to see that the Reseda crowd is doing kept the tradition alive by coming early and drinking, and getting wasted before the show. So, good job, PWG fans. Well, speaking also of PWG, PWG 200 is coming March first, and just announced a few hours ago, actually, is that you will be defending your title against Bandito. So I want to know for you, what's it like wrestling somebody of a different style? How do you adjust? How do you adapt to people with different styles? Oh, it doesn't matter. Um, My goal, like, I don't have to wrestle his style. I wrestle my style, and if he wants to jump around like a like a high flyer that he is, and feel free, I'm I'm just gonna throw you to the ground can't fight gravity you know yeah. you're right it is a little warm in here it is, it is. you want to take your jacket off or you're good yeah i know it gets really hot in here the chosen bros my ode to my former tag team partner who had a sweet match with uh, chris hero or sorry cassius ono sorry this is uh myself and matt riddle's shirt from nice. when we were teaming together on the pwg indies 
Well, well, you know, you brought him up, so now I gotta ask. You know, Matt Riddle, obviously, he just had his match at NXT Takeover, uh, NXT Takeover Phoenix against Cassius Ono. Did you get to watch that, or what are your thoughts right now on Matt Riddle and the company? Um, so, first question: Did I get to watch it? Unfortunately, I did not. We were, uh, we had a live event in San Antonio for Ring of Honor. Um, that's on the Honor Club. If you want to go back and check it out, it's a really good show. San Antonio, good job. Uh, but yeah, so I just kind of kept, you know, in between passing and whatever, just like messing on our phones and Twitter and stuff. And there was a, you know, just keep updated. Like, like it's pretty much like if you think about it, it's pretty much PWG, Florida, because everybody on that card was in PWG. Yeah. Well, with the exception of the the, the Shayna Baszler and Bianca match. So now I got to ask you, you know, you're super agile for a guy your size. I want to know, besides amateur wrestling, did you have any other sort of athletic background? Um, I played basketball was my first sport I ever played. Oh, wow. Yeah. I didn't know about wrestling until high school. Oh, man. Uh, so I started playing basketball like in, in the fifth grade. It was pretty good. Yeah, and then, well, in the islands, there's not many tall people, so I I was a power forward. I was I was pretty good. I was like I I molded myself after Dennis Rodman, because nice. Dennis Rodman wasn't the tallest power forward, but he could rebound the heck and he could run forever. And I used to, well when I was a lot lighter and in in shape, but yeah. So that and then I was like maybe I can. Then I went off to college and I was like oh man I could probably play basketball in college. Come to find out, there's like six, nine Eastern European guys at our college. <laughs> Probably not playing college. Probably not playing basketball in college. Wow, that's crazy. Well, now, one of the huge things that I cannot not ask you about is 2004, out of what, four people, you were one of them to go to the Olympics to represent Guam. How did that feel for you? It was great. Uh, to be to be honest, like I, my heart, was into pro wrestling like I have always I mean I say this in multiple interviews and and I've also said it at my WWE tryout that Bill DeMont laughed like a little girl at was he um I signed up for amateur wrestling because I thought it was pro wrestling I was a dumb kid I showed up like I was like I saw a flyer said wrestling I said oh my god this is it's my calling I saved up all my allowance or whatever I had up. I'd go get a physical, bought some wrestling shoes that cost like $95. I showed up to my first day of practice. I'm like, You're like, what is, what is this? It's like, where's the ring? There's all no. these, there's like, there's a mat on the ground and all these guys in singlets and shorts and a t shirt. I was like, what the heck am I doing? And I stuck with it because I was, I spent all my money on, on the shoes so you're like when am i gonna come up with my gimmick when do i get my fancy colorful gear where do i get my robe what's happening here it's like where do i choose my entrance song there you go but did you ever think that you would become so incredible at amateur wrestling you know considering that you were going in thinking it was something else um well i think it was like a like a natural thing for me uh like i just picked it on it or i picked up on it pretty quick so i think uh 
I think it was in the stars. So now I want to know. Okay, so we're talking about we're talking about you being, you know, in, in the Olympics and all of that. So now I want to know, you know, as an Olympic wrestler, so many Olympic wrestlers like Daniel Cormier, Henry Cejudo, they've decided to go into MMA. I know you said that you were a wrestling fan and that's what you wanted to do, but did you ever at some point consider MMA? No. Not once at all. No. Um, well, I wouldn't say no, but I also don't. I've been punched. I've, I think I've been in a fight two times in my life. And the first, the, actually, they were both in elementary school. And I got punched. I remember, I remember specifically, I remember specifically, we were sitting down listening to a teacher talk. Um, and I don't know what it was about. But I, I'm a, well, if you, if you see pictures of me younger, I was like a scrawny, I was small. But I was a good, can I curse on here? You can definitely curse. I was a good shit talker. <laughs> I was I was bomb, um, and then I'm this one the this one classmate I I knew, like we were just talking shit to each other, and then I guess I got him to the boiling point, and he punched me one time, like, bah! and then I cried. No. I think this is in the second grade. Horrible. I don't even remember the kid who punched me, but yeah. And it's funny because, like, you see you now, you see you in the ring, and you would never think that, like, little you got punched and cried. I was like, well, I guess my, my shit-talking skills was phenomenal at a young age. And then it was like, boop, waterworks started. He got in trouble for punching me. But, oh, man, that was rough. So I'm guessing MMA is completely out of the question in the future as well? Yeah, I, I don't. Like, when I look at the weight classes, ooh, no, no, no. Um, I, I trained with corn. Like I was at the Olympic training center in 2007 when he was there and, but he was like, uh, he was a little bit heavier than 205, but he, he was a beast and he beat me pretty good. So yeah, he's, he's, he's phenomenal, man. So what was that like? What was the experience? What was the interaction like with him? Um, well, this was 2007, but this was a time when like he used to have trouble making weight. Not anymore, which is great because I guess now it's a totally different regime than amateur wrestling, where you're not—I guess you're not starving yourself, but whatever. But um, like he—he uh, he was just like just making the weight, just pissed him off, and I guess he took it out on me. Much love, though. No, no but in a good way, like because oh, okay. yeah, like because you have to be that if you're like he's a world class level athlete, and I mean you're. You're not gonna take it easy in a, in a practice because you're gonna want to get better every day. Right, of course. As, but his his level is just above mine, like way above mine. So he's very very <laughs> good. Daniel Cormier, man. Yeah, Cormier. <laughs> so now, obviously, you know, speaking of, I want to know for you, what has been sort of the best advice that you have been given in terms of your wrestling career? Either someone in wrestling or not in wrestling that has helped guided you in your career. Um, you just stay grounded. Um, because I mean the. Like, like this is cool, like being interviewed on the camera, and, you know, just having somebody wanting to interview is it's it's a, such a cool th- feeling. And then, like being on the road, and then having all these people come up and wanting your your autograph of all things. I'm like, oh god! Like if you see my autograph, you're like, you might want to. You're like, did you practice your autograph at any time? No, I had not. Um, what I do is I just because I I have horrible penmanship as is, and then I also have horrible cursive skills, but I think that's a lost art. So if you kids out there, if you guys are watching this, practice your cursive. Because I, I don't think people know what cursive is nowadays. But 
yeah, so it, it's a it's a truly humbling experience. Like, and I'm not even at a crazy level, you know. Like, there's other guys out there that, like, for example, um, my first tour in Japan, uh, my first bus ride actually, we stopped like two hours. We drove for about two hours and we stopped at a at a rest stop. It was super cool. Um, I got off the bus first and I'm walking around and like I see these Japanese like three Japanese girls are like off in the distance. Then you see the bus. I mean, you see, like, can't miss it. It's a giant bus that says New Japan on the side. So, yeah. So, I'm walking, and they're, like, they run. They're, like, oh, my gosh. And then they, like, look at me, and they kept, they're like, oh, you don't know who he is. And they walked by me. Tanahashi was behind me off the bus. And I've never seen girls cry before. You know, they, those three broke out in tears. It was, like, some, one of the coolest things ever. Like, like, so, to be at that level, I feel you have to you have to be grounded after a while because like it does get annoying after a while like uh the tokyo dome for example uh this past january or first january January 4th um they there are so many people camped out in our hotel in the lobbies and they were just like you know like we'd go out to go eat dinner trying to come back to our go to our rooms and just like they're they're hanging on the lobby like oh picture or sign this or whatever it's like it's cool, um, but then you just gotta always like you know. At times, I there's sometimes I was getting annoyed, cause like, cause like I just want to get to my room and take off my shoes and just cry that I ate so much food, but no, but but then it's like you know like you know like when I think about it, at the time I was angry, but then later on you think about it, like it's like you know these guys love wrestling and they see it as like oh my gosh this is so cool like like who am i to just brush them off and right. so i was like you know what it's literally 20 seconds out of my day to sign this thing and take a picture so yeah i feel like there's always a specific way to ask you know and there's a specific setting like that was kind of like the rule that i learned as a child where like my uncle told me like there's a moment where you ask for an autograph and there's a moment where you know you just Watch them go by. This isn't the moment to ask for an autograph, et cetera. But going back to like those moments that you were talking about in Japan and the women crying for Hiroshi Tanahashi, you know, it's crazy because, well, for one, going back to, you know, people asking for your autograph, you don't know like how much like your autograph or having getting a picture with somebody can make someone's day, you know? And now hopping over to Hiroshi Tanahashi, uh, I want to know, have you, what sort of advice have you gotten from him or, or how's it been seeing him work and be at that level in Japan? Japan where like everyone just loves him like you said women are crying because they've seen him I was crying when I met him but <laughs> no um well the the tips and advice he gave me besides my hair care uh Did you really I was gonna I was gonna make a joke about that actually I mean I, I mean I don't know if you were following me on Twitter like a year and a half ago but he did straighten my hair one show we teamed up well sorry I didn't mean to hit you but uh it was uh it started off as just like like I would ask him about his hair stuff. It's like I'm, I wasn't trying to suck up to him. I was just like, really curious because it took him for like the first show I was on with him. We we're kind of like, man, that's taking forever to put your hair up, like to do his hair because like, he has to, he has to, the girls, I don't know these things. Blow dry, uh, curl, flat iron. flat iron. He had to do that, and then he had to spray, and then he had to, however he wants to do it. So like I just talk to him a little bit and then he'd ask they like then one day he was like straighten your hair I was like oh no 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 <laughs> then 
I think the stars aligned and the moon and the earth were in sync because we teamed. And like, we, well, we saw that we were teaming up the next day. So he's like, maybe uh, straighten your hair before the show. I was like, sure, why not? And then the next day we showed up to the venue. Um, I don't remember the city. I probably have it in my phone. But uh, yeah, he said, straighten your hair. And I was like, I can't back out now, man. This is the... This is the the ace of New Japan. And if he's saying, I want to strain your hair, because I don't think he does that to a lot of people. So Tanahashi, if you're watching this, thank you very much. Appreciate your your, uh, love and support. And yeah, now mind you, I didn't put as much, or he didn't, obviously he's going to make his hair look way better than mine because he is Tanahashi. Uh, So... Like maybe he kind of half-assed my hair. I don't know, but it was amazing. Like, oh, when he was doing my hair, I felt so cool. You're I was like, like this I is feel like, glamorous right now. Oh man, I sat there. I was like, this is the man right here. This dude, really this dude is doing my hair. Like, awesome. how many people can say that? Really? I know, I know. I was like, man, there's for me. Hiroshi Tanahashi and AJ Styles have the best hair. Like, they have better hair than me, man. It's crazy. There was a, there was a time when people were making fun of AJ's hair. Yeah, because they had like the Dora, the Dora haircut. Because they were jelly. <laughs> exactly. His hair blows in the wind, man. It's incredible. So now I want to hop on over to the reason why you're here in Los Angeles is because tomorrow night or tonight, whenever you're watching this video, New Japan is having their beginning, uh, new beginning show. So tell me a little bit about how you feel uh, getting these opportunities to work with New Japan at the same time that they're expanding into the United States. That's great. Um, I've... You know, any opportunity to work with New Japan is is always going to be a plus. So I thoroughly enjoy it, and I'm happy that they're doing it. And the I know they did something like in 2002 or something or one. They opened up a dojo, and yeah. then that kind of yeah. didn't go. So I think they had all this time to plan between now and then. And I think, I mean, especially nowadays where everybody's loving every kind of pro wrestling and there is a a huge demand for New Japan in America, not just what not just New Japan World or not just you know the one or two big shows that they do a year. They want they want to see regular regular shows and with New Japan with New Japan stars. So I think it's a great thing. And again, it's just another opportunity for people to get work and to work work in different places. So I uh, can't complain. No, there's a lot of really talented guys there as well, like Jay White, Juice Robinson. I mean, they're young and they're talented as well. I want to know who are some of the guys that you would like to work with in New Japan. Well, um, I got to uh, we had a little tour in in June of last year, and I got to actually I'm sorry July, and I got to uh, mess like get in the ring with uh, Okada for like a brief moment in time. There's a picture of me throwing him. It's beautiful. Um, so, I mean, again, why wouldn't you want to work with the best people? Like Okada is definitely up there. Um, dare I say number one, number one or number one, a depending on who you ask, uh, guys like Naito love to wrestle him. Um, is anybody on the roster? Like new Japan doesn't hire junk people. <laughs> so yeah. So like anybody on the new Japan roster is definitely worth, uh, Worth wrestling. 
I think. No, I want to know now. You know, obviously, like you said, you got a brief moment to work with Okada. I mean, everything Okada does in the ring is just absolutely spectacular. Even the way that, I don't know how to explain it, the way he is too, like like person-wise in the ring is very interesting. How was it working with somebody the likes of him, you know, compared to other people that you have worked with? Oh, it's great. Like, well, like I, said, like I mentioned, like he didn't, we didn't really have too long of an interaction. Um at that time, I was. Uh, this is right before the the uh, show in um, San Francisco, so it was a tour right before that. So, actually, it was June. Dang, I'm so bad with memory. But um, yeah, so it was one of those things where it's like, uh, like we didn't have too much interaction, so we didn't spend too much time together. But um, I mean, we do hang out, or like everybody hangs out, and like backstage was so really cool. I'll just take that for what it is, right? Okay, you're kidding. I was going to say, I was going to say, really, really? Should we get into that? Yeah. yeah. Awesome. All right, well, He's cool. He's cool. Jeff, honestly, thank you so much for like coming here and doing the interview. Now, before you go, I am going to torture you a little bit, though. Oh. All right, cool. Yes, this is what's going to happen now. We are going to do a rapid fire segment with Jeff Cobb. So how it goes is we have 10 questions. You answer fast, whatever comes first to your mind, and we go from there. Ready? Stretch. Stretching. Stretch it out. Okay, let's rock and roll. <laughs> All right, question one. Favorite local dish from Guam? Um, anything barbecued. Favorite country to wrestle in? Amateur or pro? It doesn't matter. Oh, um, Japan. First impression of Japan? Clean. How do you handle language barriers? Pretend. Favorite wrestler growing up? Hulk Hogan. Favorite opponent? My bro, Matt Riddle. Best thing to do on long flights? Sleep or movies? Guilty pleasure snack? <laughs> no comment. <laughs> what? No, we gotta get an answer. Um, probably Oreos. Double stub, triple stub. Uh, regular. Speaking of which, I have not found those really big ones. I'm sorry I'm messing up your rapid no, questions, fine. but I, I've seen it all on the internet, and I thought it was fake, but it's real. Like, there's, it looks like an ice cream sandwich. Try Target, maybe? Uh, they don't have it at Target. What? Maybe it's one of those things you get on Amazon or something. No, because like, the people I've seen it online, like, I don't think they know how to work the internet, besides Facebook. Then maybe it's a lie. <laughs> uh, question nine. Best way to spend a day off? Uh, video games. And last question, last match you watched? Last match I watched, holy cow. Um, I actually don't, <laughs> I mean, okay, so I know this is supposed to be rapid fire, but I'm going to have to elaborate on this. I really don't watch wrestling that much. That's so crazy, I know. Then how do you get so good? Where do you get the tips from? I don't know. I, re I really don't, like, um... Like, I'll have, like, for, uh, last week I had Raw playing, but it was just in the background. Like, as I was doing other stuff around the house. I mean, to be fair, nobody really watches Raw, but, uh. I was gonna say, maybe that wasn't the best example. Um, well, like, okay, so I, I always like watching the Rumble, but, like, this year, like, I came halfway through, I think it was number six, 15, and I watched, like, I watched for, like, a minute or two, like, two entrants, and then I was like, well, I'm gonna go wash some dishes. What? Well, but it was playing in the background, so like I'd be watching it, look up, see who's the next entrant, and then go away, and whatever. Like I don't think I've 
watched a sh- like a match and yeah, I don't think I've watched a full match sitting down. That's crazy. You a go-to match that I always watch though. Oh, yeah, yeah, go for it. Okay, there it is. Uh, it's definitely uh, Ricky Steamboat and Ric Flair. I believe it was '89. 89 or 90, uh, Chi-Town Rumble when Steamboat beat Flair in, nice. in Chicago. So you said that was your go-to match that you like to watch? Yeah, that's a great match. Nice. I, two, oh, two thumbs up. Two <laughs> thumbs like, up. It's two one. thumbs up. But how many stars, though? Um, I'm not good at, like, that's not my thing. I, don't, I can't give it stars. Do you I, ever look to see, like, um, how many stars your match has got? Do you care about that? No, because uh, I've actually hung out with Meltzer a lot because he, he lives in San Jose. And I live up in, I used to live in Sacramento, so whenever, like, I'd had sushi with him a few times, but uh, I know he always gives me five stars. <laughs> you don't ever say, like, hey, dude, want to throw in an extra star there? No, 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 no. Because, like, I don't, again, like, I don't think I watch my match, I, I don't think I've watched my match back ever. Or maybe not ever, but I don't think I've watched a match of mine in, in years. Like, I've seen, like, little gifts or whatever that people post, but I hate watching myself wrestle. Like, I. F- I f- like I know like some people have told me that it's a it's bad to n- do that, mm-hmm. but like I I feel uncomfortable watching myself. I'm like, who's oh this? God. Yeah. Do you feel like maybe you just have to get over it someday and just start watching your matches, or do you think that it'll like change in some way? I don't know. I again, I just don't like watching myself. That's I, crazy. Well, well, I like watching your matches, so I'll be there. I'll relay it back to you. Thank you. Thank you. I'll be like, Good job today. Good job today. Jeff, thank you so much for coming here today. Honestly, before you go, where can people find you on social media? Do you have a pro wrestling tea stores? Any of that? Are you going to plug it like underneath me? Yes, this will all be in description box. Be on Twitter and then the Twitter will pop up. Oh man, that's awesome. Okay. So you can find me on Twitter at Rio Jeff Cobb because there's some horrible, like there's a lot of Jeff Cobbs on Twitter. Yeah. Fake accounts or like other people named Jeff Cobb? Like other people named Jeff Cobb. So I was like, I kind of want to message him like, hey, I'm the only one that matters. Well, I have real Jeff Cobb. So Uh, Facebook fan page, fan page. Sorry, I don't know why I slurred a little bit. Uh, Jeff Cobb dash athlete. So if you get confused, which one's really my, my fan page, there's a picture, a cartoon drawing of me and Kushida. So that's that's the one when Kushida's on my back and I'm the DeLorean. It's kind of hurtful, but whatever. Um, and then Instagram and Jeff Cobb. Couldn't think of something cool and schnazzy. Jeff Cobb. Awesome. And pro Wrestling Tees? Uh, pro Wrestling, I don't know all that other stuff. Go to Pro Wrestling Tees. Search Jeff Cobb. I think it's like ProWrestlingTees.com backslash... Jeff Cobb. All the links will be posted up in the description box below. Guys, first of all, Jeff, again, thank you so much for being here today. And for everybody watching, thank you guys so much. I hope you guys enjoyed this interview. As always, don't forget to give this video a like. Subscribe to the channel for more. And in the comments below, let me know what you guys thought about this interview. And until next time, I'll see you guys later. Bye!